Hey y'all, this is your girl Slinky Cat. And Stardom. And this is The, the Mystery Squad. Squad. On our audio, we got our lovely president, Kennedy Fillmore Hamilton. And today, we're going to be talking to you about Ghost. Warn the box, Ghost. Beware! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so ghosts, spooky ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's get into it, right? Yeah, well, uh, yes. So let's talk, we do this all the time, let's talk about Christians, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. They're like, well, they're just at the hit of everything. Well, they are. I mean, let's be honest, ghosts have, the idea of ghosts have existed much longer than Christianity. Right, but, but in terms of modern ideals. Yes, which we're going to get to eventually. Yes. This is where the apex of it comes yes. from. Yes, we're going to start with Christianity. So, uh, what were ghosts in Christian times? Uh, so ghosts in Christian times were looked at as souls that were kind of trudging along through pu- uh, I almost said puberty. I suppose it's possible that there's something as ghost puberty. <laughs> ghost puberty. We um, have to shake her off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so they're ghosts going through, or souls going through purgatory. <laughs> there we go. Rather. <laughs> wow, I can't speak, y'all. Uh, so, purgatory <laughs> ghosts. Um, so, there are spirits that are lost, that are roaming the earth, that don't kind of know what's going on, and are looking for a way into more likely heaven, but hell just to get out of earth. <laughs> well, yeah. Really. You know, it, it, it almost goes back to the idea of the Little Mermaid, where you do different good deeds and such mm-hmm. to get out of purgatory and then hopefully you get to go to heaven and not go the other way Yeah, you didn't do enough. Uh, but ghosts, I think, are interesting because you start with that idea mm-hmm. and then you get into the 19th century. Well, right. the 19th century. We like to talk about that almost as much as Christianity. <laughs> we sure do. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, and that, I mean, the huge, huge ghostly thing in the 19th century was... Mm-hmm. Spiritualism. Spiritualism. The ghosts are talking oh, to us now. Yes. I know you are. All right, so spiritualism. Okay. Give me a breakdown. Uh, Tell so me what she is. She was a, actually a religion, really. A belief she system. Sure was. I mean, like, it would have been really interesting if spiritualism had survived what happened to it. Because you would have... We might have changed the course of history with spiritualism. That's how strongly people believed in it in the Mm -hmm. 19th century. But essentially what it was, was the belief that we could contact the dead Mm -hmm. and we could talk to our relatives. Uh, Unfortunately, most spiritualists, let's be honest, all spiritualists that I know of, were frauds. Trickery. Trickery. Uh, You can thank Harry Houdini for a lot of debunking in spiritualism. That man, he's so great. I know way more about Houdini than I probably should, but uh-huh. the point is that he was an illusionist and an escape artist. Right. And so he was also a believer in trying to contact his loved ones because once his mother died, he was bereft mm-hmm. and he started to go to spiritualists. And unfortunately, he realized that most of them used the same tricks he used on stage mm-hmm. to make it seem as though people were contacting their relatives. Well, and if you want to talk about people using illusions on the stage, then you have to talk about the Fox sisters. Oh, tell who us, were Very, very big on using their ankles and their heels to make clicks and sounds to 
get ghosts to quote unquote say things and tell them where stuff was. He's my ankles and knees um, make sounds. I don't think I, they're ghostly though. Yeah, so they would do a lot of that and a lot of oh, uh, is there something under this chair? And then one of the sisters would like click their ankles in such a way or make them pop in such a way that it sounded like someone was knocking. And stuff yeah. like that. They're just wild. And they, like, oh, at the end of everything, they came out and said, no, we were just dicking around. Yeah. Um, but they made a lot of money, and they were some of the first mm-hmm. spiritualists, which is got, what got people to believe. Mostly women. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the mostly women thing, when you think about it, probably comes from the idea that, you know, again, restrictive Victorian <coughs> society. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, also, if you're going to invite someone into your house to do something, mm-hmm. it feels much safer to invite a woman or women than it does a man. And women couldn't possibly trick people. Well, I mean, that's not what we do, right? Also, I think, like, we, as a, as a Western society, at least, like, trust women to be able to connect to that spiritual sense because of yeah um, the way that... A, a, the way a the woman's brain wor- and, yeah. works versus the way a man's brain works and stuff like that. It yeah. was much more... Like, women are more sensitive yeah. to and that. I, I also think... From a, Quote unquote. From a, like a, not a monetary perspective, but from a business sense perspective, most of the men who did the tricks that spiritualism used were already stage magicians. Right. Um, so it would be pretty easy to pretend like I was one, except I might be able to recognize you right. as that magician. Whereas if it was a woman, she couldn't be on stage because she couldn't be a magician. Right. So she could use those tricks in another way. Right. You know, symbols between the legs to make noise. Cotton for ectoplasm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were even uh, portraits that people would do. There's a picture, actually, of Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. um, with Mary Todd Lincoln. And Mary <coughs> Todd Lincoln is sitting there after her husband had died, and yet he shows up in the photograph. Yep. And there were photographers who were in on doing, that. Yeah. on doing those tricks. They would take mm-hmm. another picture, and they would fold it over and, you know, double expose it, essentially. Right. Uh, which, by the way, just means that Photoshop is not as new as you think it is. Oh, absolutely not. But, uh, yeah, spiritualism yeah. was, like, a real big deal. It was the big sensation. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then you also had people, oh, my God, I forget what the, what the family is, but people, um projecting pictures to make specters appear. Oh, yeah. Well, you get the Pepper's stuff. Ghost effect. Yes, that one. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you, thank you, thank you. I couldn't think of the name. Yeah, it's Pepper's Ghost. Um, but yeah, you got people doing that, too, at this time. Yeah. And then you got poor people, like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, Lord. Who were fooled into it. Um, so, fun fact. Yeah. Arthur Conan Doyle mm-hmm. and Harry Houdini were friends. Of course they were. And Everyone was. the big reason that they fell out was because of spiritualism. Mm-hmm. Because Conan Doyle was a hardcore spiritualist who was not going to give up his beliefs no matter how many times it got debunked. Yeah. And Houdini was like, are you freaking kidding me, dude? Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like, I can I can do all of these tricks for you if you'd like. Wouldn't listen. Uh, and actually, after Houdini died, because again, he wanted to believe, he just knew that none of them right. were truly spiritualists, uh, he made an agreement with his wife that she would try on the day of his death the anniversary, which actually was Halloween, mm-hmm. to contact his spirit. She had, you know, um, a secret code that she was supposed to be part of, and Conan Doyle was like, yeah, we totally got home. <coughs> and, mm-hmm. and Bess, uh, Houdini's wife, was like, no, no, we didn't. 
And Conan Doyle continued to try and contact him. In fact, he was like, I'm so sure I got Houdini. Yeah. And yet, she was like, nope, he never he never came through, guys. I, I can tell you. He right. never said any of those codes or anything like that. But that Conan Doyle man, he was not giving up his beliefs. He sure wasn't. That poor man. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, yeah. So, we got somewhere into the spiritual spiritualism and then it takes an even an even stranger turn when we get to the 20th century and stuff another time period that we really like to talk I about know. <clears throat> i guess that's um, when our myths were developing our modern myth if you were myths but um you get into more of of ghosts as actual scary entities true they used to be more like loved ones and wayward spirits that couldn't really hurt you um versus something we're gonna do in another podcast versus demons which were the actual scary things but then you hit the 80s and you get poltergeist ah yes which is like something that's always existed but something that brings more the idea of ghosts being a scary entity so perhaps we should uh discuss the differences in ghosts and what makes them scary. Yeah. Uh, so po- poltergeist. Yeah. Can tell us what a poltergeist is? Uh, poltergeist is basically a ghost that likes to mess with you. They like to move your stuff around, um, swing things open. They're ones that'll kind of more like knock into you, trip you. They're, they're just pests. They're just a pestilence in your house. Poltergeist in German actually means noisy ghosts. Yeah. So that's, you know, a good way to think of them because they're usually the ones moving your stuff. They're just trying to get their art exhibit started and no one's appreciating them, so they're mad about it. <laughs> the Banksy of the ghost world, if you will. The Banksy of the ghost community. Um, so then, that's one type of ghost. Uh, you also have residual ghosts. Do you want to go off on those ones? So residual haunting would be a ghost that doesn't know it's dead. It's just doing the same thing over and over. It's almost like a time loop mm-hmm. of what they're doing. You know, yeah. walking past because they did that a lot. Or sitting in a certain chair because they did that a lot. Or reenacting an, a, a traumatic event yeah. that Oftentimes happened Oftentimes the, the, the Gettysburg ghosts are considered to be mm-hmm. residual because they're just reenacting the Battle of Gettysburg. Yeah. Rather than interacting with the people who are there when people mm-hmm. supposedly see them. Yeah. Um... Get into the shadow people. Ooh, shadow people are the ones that you see from the corners of your eyes. They're the ones that are kind of smokier, that it's the silhouette of a body. <laughs> the silhouette of a body versus an actual, um, an actual full-fledged pe- person. They don't want you to know what, what they look like or yeah. what's up with them. They're yeah, very private. They're also very interesting because there's, depending on who you're listening to, what mm-hmm. shadow people are, are anything from, oh, it's always a demon if it's a shadow person, mm-hmm. to, oh, it's just a more solid figure that you mm-hmm. can actually see instead of transparent, or mm-hmm. they can't manifest as strongly, so they come across as a shadow right. versus, you know, a, a transparent person, mm-hmm. or a solid person, even. Or they're just trolling you. <laughs> they just want to mess with your brains. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. And uh, lastly, we have intelligent hauntings. Yes, we sure do. This one kind of overlaps with a lot of things. So a shadow person could be an intelligent haunt. Yes, it can Uh, be. But essentially, it's any ghost that's aware of what it's doing and why. Yeah. And it's trying to get your attention for whatever reason. Usually it's a message they have to pass along. Sometimes they're trolling you. 
Sometimes they're like the poltergeist where they're just mm-hmm. like, I want to mess with you. This is also a ghost that's, an intelligent ghost in my opinion, is also a ghost that is usually attached to something or someone. And it's aware of things that are going yeah, on. Yeah, well, and it's specifically because there's some reason that they want to. Yeah. Whether it's like, I like this chair, please don't mess with it. Or I like you, or I hate you. Yeah. Or I'm going to keep haunting this place because it's the only thing I can remember. Or I need to let you know who killed me. Yeah. Because I don't want my crime to go unsolved. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then the last little teeny tiny one. I know we said the last one was the last one, but one that um, is a question that we have that we're going to talk about more is um, possession. Can ghosts actually possess, or is that something that's only quality of demons? at all. Oh, well, yeah, that's a good point. So, so it's not a separate category so much as what can ghosts do? Yeah. Can they possess you? Yeah. And a good example of this is, like, the doll Robert. Ah, yes. Um, some people will say it's a demon. Some people will say it's a ghost. Perhaps some... you should, uh, also explain what Robert oh, doll is. yeah. Doll Robert <laughs> is great. Um, it's, so down on the Florida Keys. Oh my god. Um, there's the spoopy doll, and he was given... Oh, I've heard two different stories. Mm-hmm. I've heard it was given to him by his aunt, and I've heard that it was given to him by um, a servant that worked for him. Yeah. Um, and I don't know which one is real, but either way, so he has this doll, he's given this doll, and he gives the doll his first name, which is Robert, and then he starts to go by Eugene. Which is his middle name. So, Robert is, like, this this doll that, like, goes around the house and, like, they'll hear footsteps and, like, the parents will see things that, like, um, like, broken or, like, the doll's in places that he's not supposed to be in and they get mad at Eugene and he's like, no, it wasn't me, it was Robert and stuff like that. So they send him away. Um, Wait, we send Eugene or Robert away? Eugene. Okay. And Robert's in the house with the mom. Gotcha. Um, because they think they think that they think that Eugene killed the aunt when she came to visit them. Oh, okay. Yeah, they think Eugene killed the aunt when he came to visit them. She came to visit them and they're like, you shouldn't like Robert shouldn't be with you. Like you're too old to play with this doll and da 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 da. It was like his only friend as Robert. Kid needed to get out. <clears throat> um he was just a weird kid. Oh well, yeah, and still so needs to get out. Laura. So yeah, they're like Eugene killed the aunt. But, like, she was older, so she, like, died from a heart attack. Oh, so Sort it's of a thing. Um, but Eugene is like, no, Robert killed her. Well. And so... creepy enough. I think his name's Eugene. I'm gonna, like, go back and look later. It's gonna be, like, something else. It's his middle name, and it's gonna be hilarious. But I'm just gonna go with Eugene for now. So they sent him away. And he doesn't come back to visit his mother until he's a full-grown man and married. And he brings his wife... And so the mom goes to the wife and she's like, you have to get him out of this house. He can't be with Robert. It's Eugene. It's Eugene. Great. Thanks, Darna. Um, He can't be with Robert. Like, creepy things are going to happen. Like, da-da-da-da-da. And so uh, they end up staying and he ends up being with Robert. But the family that moved in after them, like, Robert was there and they're like, this all needs to get the fuck out of our house. So they gave it to one of the museums down in Key West. I forget which one. But um, he lives there. The only time he's been removed is for taps to investigate oh, him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he lives in the Florida Keys. Uh, you have to be nice to him. If you go in and you're rude to him, you take his picture without asking. You're like 
taunting him and stuff, bad things happen and will progressively get worse until you write him a letter of apology or personally apologize to him yourself. Interesting. Yeah, so it's like, so can ghosts possess? Like, is that a ghost possession? Is that a demon? Like, that's the question I have. Well, I mean, that one specifically could be anything because oftentimes with ghost possessions, you end up knowing it's a ghost because they're trying to get a message through. Right. Or, you know, and they don't necessarily mean to mess with you. Unless it's a poltergeist, of course. Well, yeah, but polter- I feel like poltergeists can't really possess possess. Also, that gets into a whole different category, because poltergeists can also be the manifestation of, like, energy from teenagers, usually. Yeah. But that's a different podcast. <laughs> that's a different talk. Uh, however, when a demon possesses you, you know, it tends to be different symptoms. So mm-hmm. that's that's almost the way that I would look at it. Is yeah. like a ghost possession versus a demon possession has different symptoms. Yeah. It's like a cold versus a flu. Yeah, the cold is milder. The flu is nasty. So yeah. that's the the ghost versus the demon. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. When you think about it. I mean, a demon is more, in my scientific. opinion, is more tangible as yeah, well, well yeah. than a ghost. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. a ghost is like. It's the concept, but the demon is like... Well, and there's more physical manifestations with the yeah. demon. You get scratched, mm-hmm. you know, you start behaving differently. But you can also do that with ghosts, too. Well, I don't think they scratch as much as demons Not do. Not ghosts, but like bruising. Like, while you're in the house, and then when you leave the house, the bruising goes away. Yeah, whereas... You know what I mean? Demon scratches, like, tend to stick around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But, like, so, like, you can't, like, sometimes, like, and especially if you're, like, living in a house where, like, someone was, like, hung... And they're, like, trying to, like, let you know that they don't want... <laughs> so why are you like this? Um, <laughs> it was just the emphasis on the word, okay? Yeah, it's just because it's a... It, hung. It's got a punchy middle. <laughs> <laughs> so have I, but, but still. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're, like, a ghost is hung, and you're, like, living there, and it's, like, letting you know it doesn't want you there. Sorry, I'm also picturing, like, the ghost has his sheets hung out to dry. but i mean like and the fun thing about ghosts too is that like you know you put yourself up into the ghost lottery and you can get like a whole smorgasbord of different like symptoms is it time for the ghost lottery it is what are our numbers today uh 13 Uh 666 okay and evil oh damn (laughs) i lost but yeah you can have like an intelligent poltergeist yeah or you can have like a residual poltergeist too you know what i mean or you know you could have a shadow in uh, attachment. Yeah, you could have a shadow attachment. Um, so, like, it's interesting to see, like, the different, like, subsets, too, of, like, ghosts and stuff. Um, fun fact for you guys, too, just to put that out there, um, ghosts and ghouls are actually two separate things. Uh, yeah, totally. This is something that we need to talk about because a lot of people will say ghosts and ghouls. That's great, but, like, ghosts are one thing. They're spirits. Um, ghouls. They don't have a body. They don't. Ghouls are the undead. So it's vampires, zombies, stuff like that. Um, something that is dead, that has a tangible physical body, and is still moving around, still kicking it, uh, doing its dirty deeds. That has its own physical body. Yes. Whereas possession else. would be yeah. someone else's. Yes. So it's, it's... If you're possessed, you're not a ghoul. It's its own thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's something that we need to put out there too yeah uh so yeah yeah so maybe we should mention our the famous ghost that we can think of okay that we're not going to talk about in this one because it's like at least one if not two whole podcasts oh, yes. to itself but um, there are famous hauntings there are 
the one we've got off the top of our head right now is the Bell Witch. Oh, we love her. Oh, we do. She's a spooky hoe. She's, just, <laughs> she's very strange. I will I will sum up. Yeah. I, I, I give you summary. Not the entire thing. Okay. But essentially in the early eighteen hundreds in was it Virginia? Tennessee. Tennessee. I knew it was the South. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little bit more inward. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, as there was the Bell family suddenly started to be haunted by this ghost, as far as they know, uh, who would who showed up in different forms. And she's she's so cool. She is cool, but remember, we're yes. doing a summary. I know. Uh, she showed up in different forms. She would pi- punch, pick, and pick on the family. Mm-hmm. So she did poltergeist activity. She, I mean, like, this was the whole shebang. You yeah. Know? She talked to them. They'd ask her questions, and she'd kind of troll them, to be honest. Yeah. She, and she would do some crazy things. She's interesting because she's classified as, like, a legendary creature subset spirit yeah. on the Wikipedia page. But, like, they don't truly know what she is because she has, like, vampire tendencies, but she also has gin tendencies. And she's... Oh, she's just really, really cool. That's gin as in, like, genie's gin, not gin yes. as in the kind you drink. Just, yeah. Just thought I clarify. So, but then she's also a shapeshifter. Yeah. And she's also a witch. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about her more in depth, I think, in the next... I want to say the next podcast, yeah. but, like, we could change our minds. I mean, we're, we're not going to, like, nail this down, but we are going to talk about the Blair Witch, because she's freaking The Bell cool. Witch. Not the Blair Witch. Uh, I thought I said the Bell Witch. <laughs> no, you said the Bell there. The, you know. Yeah, you said Blair this last time. <laughs> Sorry. Um, they're two different things. You know what I meant. I meant <laughs> yeah. what I knew. I don't know. Oh, we could talk about the Winchester Mystery House real quick. That one's not actually haunted, though. I know it's not, but she thought it was. She sure did. Mm-hmm. The Winchester Mystery House, real interesting, essentially, mm-hmm. she was um, the wife of the creator of the Winchester Rifles. Yep. And after he died and her daughter died, she was a little crazy, went to a spiritualist. There we go. Blood money! And um, was told that if she didn't want to, that they died, that her family died because of the ghosts of people who had died from the Winchester Rifle. So if she didn't continuously build a house to confuse the ghosts, they would um, haunt her forever and she'd be cursed. So that house was literally built so that it would confuse the heck out of ghosts, which is why there are dead ends and stairways to nowhere, and it was never, literally never finished because it was built until she died. Yeah, literally um, the day she died, constru- the minute she died, yep. construction stopped. However, it's, it in itself is not really haunted in the way that others are, because the idea was she was supposed to be keeping them away. Unless, of course, it's now the belief of people are making it haunted. That's true. Which is, again, another podcast that we'll we'll talk about that idea later. Yeah. But I just think it's so sad. Because the construction workers also in that house, like, tricked her and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. And told her that they needed more. They, like, these construction workers were getting as much money from her out of the, out of her that they could. They built things that she didn't even know that they had built. Yeah. Um, that, like, didn't go towards her blueprints as well and stuff. It was really sad. And, well, she she mostly, I, she might have been a little crazy, but she also didn't really care in a way. But she was also super sad and mourning. Yeah. So She just wanted to be safe is what she thought. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, when you're sad and mourning and you're by yourself now, you do crazy things, too. But yeah. So, uh, ghosts. Ooh. 
I think we hit it pretty good, huh? Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying something because they're incorporeal, so incorporate. Yeah. I can't say that word. Uh, but you can't touch them, so if we can hit them, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so guys, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And, and you can listen to us on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Um, yeah, so that's all we've got for today. Uh, thank you so much for following along with us. Thank you. We'll catch you later. Bye. Goodbye now.